Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Erin Fraser. I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're looking at two films where actors satirize actors. Actors. This episode is also brought to you by a new sponsor, Magic Mind, which we'll tell you more about later. First up, beloved character actor Sanjay Mishra plays a beloved character actor looking to book his 500th film in Hardik Mehta's Kamyab from 2018. Then, Ayush Mankarana plays an action star who finds himself on the run in Anirad Ayer's An Action Hero from 2022. Before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Matt, we are returning to a topic that was one of our very first topics. Back to the well. Yes, back to the well. Um, You won't let me redo the older episodes? Well, I think... I think we should really redo the first episode. I think... A lot of people don't know I think it could be interesting (laughs) to redo the first episode. Now that we can pronounce things, like, slightly better. I never want to go back and re-listen to, I don't know, the first ten or the first dozen, because... What if we MST3K'd it? (laughs) Oh, God. How... How would you do that in a podcast format? You, you would just play the podcast, and then you would have a, a noise, and then us in the future would pop in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could be interesting. I'd, I'd be interested to know if anyone's ever done that. Um, We're just innovators. Just, yeah. It feels, always thinking of new, cool stuff. It feels like it's more of a video thing, but that could yeah. be that could be an interesting uh thing to think about, especially as we approach um, 2 million listens. I'm sure we've talked about MST3K in the past, but it's a yeah. TV show we watched in high school. Still quite enjoy it, where they take um, uh, cheesy movies, the worst they can find. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the plot is that there's a man stuck in space with some robots. Mm-hmm. and these, Not just any robots, Matt. Well, Tom Servo, Crow... Cambot, Gypsy. And Gypsy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, and. Uh, I really thought you were going to forget Cambot. Do in order. <laughs> He's the first one in order. Yeah. Uh, but th- there's these evil scientists experimenting on a guy and trying to find the worst movie of all time, which ostensibly, once they find that it can break him, that they'll use it to take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. So. Kind of like the information, which is the, the movie in. Infinite Jest, which is sure. supposedly so engrossing that it makes you forget everything. Sure. Um, so I will say the kind of shortening Mystery Science Theater 3000 to MST3K does feel like a very Bollywood thing to do. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but the show, the show was kind of a bit of a, a cult thing and then was revived by Netflix for, I think, two seasons. I think it's still going. Um, oh, is it? I thought... Yeah. I th- they do kind of like series. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's ever kind of reached the echelons of when we were teenagers. I don't know. Maybe we're just I don't saying... know if you've seen any of the new ones. I've seen a bit. Um, I think they got better. I oh, watched most of the first season and like they... It's a new guy, Jonah yeah. Ray and uh, Patton Oswalt and uh, Felicia Day are the uh, villains. Yeah. And they're pretty good, but like it took them a while to get into the groove, and it's yeah. not the same voices on the robots, so it does kind of feel weird. Yeah. But. Anyways, essentially, what Matt's pitching is that we do like audio commentary of maybe our first episode. Uh, I don't know. I just think it would cause me to cringe a lot, but we'll <laughs> You're see. cringing all the time anyway. Um, but this episode that we're doing, uh, as I said, is kind of similar to one of the very first episodes we Isn't did. The second episode? 
Is it the second or the third episode? It was very, very early. Yeah, a very early episode where we discussed um, meta Bollywood films. As we were getting into Bollywood, we felt that these were movies that really helped us understand the industry. It helped us understand kind of the recurring motifs. Conventions. The conventions of Bollywood. And so we thought they were good entry points into, into Hindi cinema. Uh, that being said, that episode was like way too ambitious. We try and discuss five films, and I think really? very quickly. I was learned... wondering why we watched Heroin. It was for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think we very quickly learned like that was way too many movies to try and talk yeah. about it in an episode. And so I do kind of feel like we gave some of those films short trips. So we talked about Om Shanti Om, Luck by Chance, Billu, Heroin, and The Dirty Picture. <laughs> And talk about a stacked I all, episode. I like all those movies. Yeah, I like all those movies as well. I think, like, Bollywood in general does meta very well. I think it's because it's an industry that We're is full of guys so... guys named meta. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but it's an industry that is kind of very insular. Yeah. Um, and very... And filmy fraternity. Yeah, and very self-reflexive. Um, and so I think, I think all of those films... Uh, Really, like, I, I still stand by them being great entry points, actually. However, I think trying to talk about them all in one episode was a bit much. Yeah. But to this day, I would say that Om Shanti Om and Luck by Chance are still two of my all-time favorite Bollywood movies. Billow and the Dirty Picture are great, too. Heroin, I would watch again. is fine. I need to see it again. Yeah. What I'm more interested in watching um, is not heroin itself, but, like, the kind Fashion of... Fashion and... No, oh, God, no. I fell asleep during fashion. I didn't like fashion. Um, but there's a reference to Karina Kapoor Khan doing like a like a movie where she plays a sex worker in heroin, and it's kind of self-reflexive of a role that she did Talash? in real life. No, mm. it's a film I haven't seen. Hmm. Um, and so I actually would just be more interested in watching that movie than returning to heroin. I'd have to look up the name of it. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it's not it's not Talash. It's more she did be, like she did a better film. job of a Star is Born in that movie than they actually did in the remake of a Star is Born. Oh, and heroin? Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been She's a while. She's the ingenue and the old one. Yeah. But Om Shanti Om and Luck by Chance, I think, uh, yeah, still great. like two of the movies I most recommend to people getting into Hindi cinema. And I think they're kind of controversial choices, even though I think yeah. they tend to be popular choices. Bill, the, the theory is that you kind of have to know what they're satirizing in order to get it but it's also I don't kind of understanding the industry and you could go back and once you've seen more films and appreciate them yeah and i don't think that's entirely true like om shanti om is bollywood's version of singing in the rain right yeah do you think that people need to know what silent movies are and how they work to really understand singing in the rain no not really no i don't think so i think what if you had a movie where someone goes to see singing in the rain <laughs> And it's the dumbest bullshit ever. <laughs> oh, we have that movie. I don't need to imagine that. We, we, <laughs> it we exists. Got, we got that. Um, we'll compare it to our next episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't think you need to necessarily be familiar with Bollywood to, to understand both Om Shanti Om and Look by Chance, which I think is something that we discussed in that episode, but I am not going back to listen to it. It is so old, and I think I'd be very embarrassed. But I think... 
um, we'll just kind of put a bit of a disclaimer out there that part of the reason why we set it on these two films is because we've already discussed a lot of films that would yeah, the big fit ones. in this episode. Um, anything else to say about Om Shanti Om or, or Luck by Chance? <laughs> What's to say? I think they're great. <laughs> they are great. It's, it's hard to and there's, there's, it's hard to have a take on things that are amazing. They're such good foils for one another too, because Om Shanti Om is kind of Farrakhan's big spectacle, and Luck by Chance um, is a more it's indie. It's a more yeah, more kind of authentic film, quote unquote. It's aiming for realism a bit more. It's Zoya Akhtar's first film, um, and very much kind of it's very observational, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Billow is a movie I don't hear people talk about a lot. I it really love Billow. <laughs> yeah, people should talk about Billow more. Um, it stars Irfan Khan as a barber in a small town. Uh, and when a Bollywood film production comes to town, everyone finds out that he was like childhood best friends with Shah Rukh Khan. And the film is kind or of about... King Khan, I think that's what... Yeah, I forget what they whatever call it. his name Something is. Something like that, yeah. And the film is kind of about him reuniting with his childhood best friend. It's a really lovely movie and has some fantastic song sequences that really satirize uh, Bollywood. It's 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 a really touching movie. Uh, the yeah. one I I would really like to revisit, especially, especially since Irfan Khan's death, because I think that's I think that's a very special little film. It might be my favorite one he's in. Yeah. It's, he's in a lot of good movies, but yeah. it's, it's really up there. Uh, Heroin and the Dirty Picture both focus on actresses. I mean, Om Shanti Om does as well. Um, but Heroin is, as I said, Karina Kapoor. Yeah, it's the one that I remember the least. It was least. very trashy, yeah, but I, I liked that about it. I remember the least kind of from this set <clears throat> and the one that I would be the least inclined to revisit. But it is kind of where where we discovered or where we first saw, I mean, we didn't discover her, but where we first you kind know? of saw and connected yeah. with uh, Karina Kapoor. And I think, yeah, it's still kind of, I still kind of find it interesting the way in which she kind of played a version of herself. Though I think, I think the, the actress and heroine is very different from her. Yeah, um, hopefully. The Dirty Picture, fantastic. It's Vidya Balan. They're making another one, right? Yeah, this is very confusing for me. So it's Vidya Balan kind of playing a uh, fictionalized version a of... South Indian kind of... Yeah, South Indian film star. Nudie star. Yeah, like Silksmith is essentially kind of the, the prototype for who she's playing. Um, it's like a biopic, so... Spoiler, she dies at the end of it. I don't know how they're making a sequel to this. I I guess we will have to wait and see. It'd be funny if she was just playing Shaka Telly Debbie again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the dirty picture squared. I mean, they didn't get her to pay, play Shaka Telly Debbie in Circus. I can't imagine why. Can't it's imagine. such a bizarre note in that film. <laughs> it's a very bizarre note. Um, so I guess anything to say about... Um, movies about movies or actors playing actors or this kind of like metatextual satirizing um, that Bollywood does so well. No. No. <laughs> I mean, they do a great job of it and I liked all those movies. Yeah. And I like these two movies well enough. I don't think they're as good as those five. But uh, they're decent. Yeah, we really like, we really had quite a, 
quite an embarrassment of riches in yeah. that episode. Um, but I think these are both films that have come out since we recorded that episode. Yeah. Um, There's been a and few I others think, kind of in that vein, too. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, as I said at the end of last episode, we couldn't get Kamosh, which fascinates me. I'd mm-hmm. really like to see it. It's a murder mystery set at a movie set. Um Directed like, by Vidubino Chopra. Choup is kind of in this. Yeah, and Chup. has and has actors playing themselves, yeah. like Shaban Azmi playing herself. I would really love to see that movie. And so um, yeah. hopefully it comes out in a... I think at one point it was on Mubi when they were showing mm. some of their um, Indian films and they had a bit of a package, but I can't find it anywhere. So I have my eyes peeled. If anyone sees a good legal transfer of that film, I'd really love to watch it. But like I said, Chup yeah. also satirizes the industry <laughs> in its own kind of crazy way. Yeah, I guess we probably could have paired an action hero with Chup, but... <laughs> yeah, there's a couple others, but yeah. uh, you, you could also bring up... Uh, Oh, Rangoon. Rangoon is kind of yeah. behind oh, the yeah. scenes of the industry. I yeah. Think we, I think we did that in a round of, but no, no, we did that in uh, the director. I think we did an episode on him, right? On Vishal Bardwaj? Yeah. Was it in there? I don't remember. It's been so long, but uh, I like Rangoon. <laughs> I like Rangoon too. Um, unfortunately. Um, not a huge fan of some of the yeah, not a personnel huge, involved. Not a huge fan of the, its lead actress anymore. Um, but I did think that Rangoon was kind of underappreciated. Yeah. Um, and I think so in that film, Kangana Ranawit plays uh, like a like a serial queen, um, like a serial star, an action heroine, like a fearless Nadia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's set during the Second World War. It's it's a very interesting film. Um, yeah, it's 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 One of my worth... favorite Shahi Kapoor Kapoor performances. Yeah, Shahi Kapoor and Saif Ali Khan are also in it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting. I'm sure we'll be thinking about it again with our next episode, which yeah. is going to be looking at a at the same I, I think an overlapping time period with that yeah. film um, so more to say about Rangoon probably in the future alright that brings us to Kamyam which means successful uh, the film came out in 2018 well it, was, it premiered at the Busan International Film Festival in 2018 Busan interesting yes but was released theatrically in March 2020 and guess what Matt some stuff was happening in March 2020. Yeah, it bombed because all the theaters shut down yeah. because of COVID. Uh, I believe it opened opposite Baggy 3, which it yeah. definitely definitely uh, pulled in a bigger draw. Uh, but I think this film has kind of flown under the radar because it came out at a time when just like everyone's attention was elsewhere, didn't really have a chance to gain traction in theaters. It and does then, feel like the sort of movie that, like, six months later would have gone straight to Netflix or yeah. uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, and it is on Netflix now, so yeah. it's, it's pretty accessible. Easy to, easy to watch. Um, but I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, didn't make... Uh, the splash that maybe it could have. Like, it was never going to make, like, boggy three numbers, but I could see it developing, like, strong word of mouth. And I think it has developed strong word of mouth, which is part of why we're watching it now. Directed by Hardik Mehta. 
Hardik Meta. Yes, there we go. talking that about makes Meta. Sense. That's, <laughs> uh, that's another level. Yes, he also did Decoupled and Ruhi, and he was a writer on Pato Lock and Trapped, the Vikram Matuamatwane film. I haven't seen Decoupled, but Ruhi was decent, and Pato Lock and Trapped were pretty great, actually. Ruhi was okay. I've heard I've heard good things about Decoupled. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of spicy. Um, but yeah, Pato Luck and Trapped were both excellent. Especially the writing in both of those. Yes, yes. Uh, it stars Sanjay Mishra, Deepak Dobriel, Isha Talwar, and Avtar Gale as himself. Gotta hopefully, have, hopefully you gotta have some actors playing themselves. Hopefully he's not that, like that in real life, though. Um, it's a very straightforward and sweet plot. Sanjay Mishra plays a character actor um, who was in kind of the golden era of the 70s and 80s films in the Bollywood film industry. He has since retired, um, and he's his wife has passed away. He has a daughter and a granddaughter who, you know, he he spends time with. He's not estranged by any means, but he's still kind of a lonely man from day to day. His, he owns a store, too. They didn't really yeah. get into that, but I thought maybe his wife would have owned it. But Yeah, I'm not too sure. His daughter's always trying to get him to move in with them, yeah. um, but he kind of likes to be on his own in his own apartment. He can drink with his best friend who lives next door. Yeah. Uh, he has a catchphrase that he says in one of the movies, I think from the 80s. Do you remember what it is, Matt? It was something like... It was something like uh, uh, life is to enjoy, but what's the other option? Yeah. And then he gets like... Something like in the that. movie, he gets shot it's, at a they car say table. It, they say it a bunch of times, but... Yeah, and they say, but exactly. they say it in Hindi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this catchphrase, you know... It haunts him. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're led to believe that kind of people, you know, say it every weekend on WhatsApp. It's a bit of a meme. Yeah. And so at the top of the film, he's being interviewed for kind of a, a special about, like, stars. Where are they now? Yeah. And he finds out about IMDb. He didn't know about IMDb. <laughs> she keeps saying IMDb. <laughs> Yeah. Just kind of charming. Uh, and he finds out that IMDb has like tracked every movie he's ever been in. And he's been in 499 films. He's one away from 500. Yeah. And he kind of thinks like, I'm going to, I should have ran this out. I'm going to do my 500th film. And so he's he... He's inspired by a guy who won the Limca Book of World Records yeah. for doing something. Yeah. So he tries to get back in the game. He tries to book his 500th film and appear in one more movie one last time. But he's old. He's old. <laughs> and, and an alcoholic. And yeah, maybe an alcoholic and his, you know, his his mind and his stamina and his memory is not what it used to be. And the film is very much about him kind of finding out what matters most in mm-hmm. life and spoiler alert what matters most in life are his family and his true friends yeah. um it's a really lovely little film it's under two hours and i think <laughs> that's always a plus for us well but i think the big like it's definitely more of an indie picture right it's kind of a super r yeah 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 so matt Matt will call like films that fit in that kind of geriatric cinema space, like 
Um, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Sharmaji Namkeen, Rishi Kapoor's last film. Films like that as super R's. And that, the one where Bakchan climbed a mountain. Yeah, the idea is that Everest. Like, with an R film in Canada, you have to be 18 or older. With a super R, you have to be like 55 or older. Yeah, um, yeah it definitely kind of fits in that category, but I'm a big fan of uh, geriatric cinema movies. I like movies about um, aging and about older, about seniors and older people, because I think that... Everyone's going to be one. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're all we're all with the passage of time getting in closer and closer. And so I think there needs to be both movies uh, that appeal to an old, older crowd about an older crowd that, pe- that that people can relate to. And also, I think that there is something very um, inspiring uh, about films on this topic, about that there's still kind of things to discover about yourself as you age. That Yeah, yeah I think it's important. Um, the big draw here is Sanjay Mishra, it's who funny we because, see in so many movies. Well, yeah, because we also went to go see Bola last week. Yeah, and which Mishra also has him and, and Deepak Dobrell opposite so, one another. Yeah, so Sanjay Mishra is a cop who just retired but got tired and <laughs> wanted to join the force again. And then yeah. Deepak Dobrell is a incredibly over-the-top uh, drug dealer mm. who is very bad at fighting. Yeah. Um, Embarrassingly bad at fighting. Yeah. But in this, they're kind of against each other again. Yeah, the Sanjay Mishra subplot of Bola is essentially Assault on Prey Saint 13. <laughs> yeah, featuring Sanjay Mishra and four kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that sometimes Sanjay Mishra is the best part of some movies we've seen. Um, yeah. That is 100% what I'd say about Circus. Circus yeah, 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 like, he, yeah. he sticks out so much in, in Circus. It's really he nice. He's that kind of character actor. He could play, like, an old cop. He could play this guy. Yeah. He could play a douchebag rich guy in Circus. Yeah, like he, he has he, great comedic timing. Yeah, he's often, like... Some old guy that the the hero has to kind of befriend or maybe trick yeah. in order to get the girl in the end. He's great at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great to see him playing center stage here. He has a funny wig on the whole movie. Yeah. I think... I, I don't want to say this took me out of the film, but as we were watching it, I did have a bit of a disconnect where, like, it's hard to believe that the actor that Sanjay Mishra is playing is, like, not a great actor. Yeah. Because Sanjay... Well, he probably was good. He probably he was, just, yeah. He just kind of lost it. Yeah. Because Sanjay uh, Mishra was, himself is so good. But it's got to be really hard to be a good actor who has to act badly. Right. Or act like he's acting badly, right? That being said... That's I, hard to do. I think those scenes where, like... I think it's at it's at kind of the top of the third act where you finally see him on set of his 500th film and kind of how yeah. things go. And do you think if he got a peg of whiskey, he would have been fine? I don't know, but it's a heartbreaking scene, yeah. and Sanjay Mishra plays it so well because they have to do take after take after take, and as they continue to do the takes, he starts to lose his lines more and more and more. Yeah. And just like I think we've all been in those situations where. You make one mistake and then you try and correct it. You definitely have, yes. Oh my God. (laughs) And it just snowballs. Like it doesn't matter your age. I think everyone knows that experience where it's just like, you just get in this, in this cycle where you just can't do anything right. Yeah. And it just like, it becomes worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And it's, 
it, it's quite I think it's a really impactful scene yeah and then afterwards he kind of goes off the deep end yeah. what I was wondering about the whole time like Sanjay Mishra is probably in his 60s right he's not as old as Bachchan yeah so, and you know but like if his big movie was like in 79 that's almost it's almost 50 years he ago. is 59 yeah. yeah so there's no way that he's as old as the character is no, I don't think so. Like he, he must be playing older man. Like if the movie takes place in the modern day, which we have no reason to think it doesn't. Yeah. Um, if he's if he was even like twenty in uh, nineteen seventy nine, which doesn't he's probably a bit older. If he was thirty in nineteen seventy nine, yeah. means he was born in forty nine. Sanjay which Mishra's... means that he would be in his mid seventies by the time that this movie takes place, right? Yeah, he started in the nineties. So, 91 on TV. He has, on IMDb, 192 credits. I'm going to get those numbers up, Mishra. <laughs> but, like, you could tell that he, he just wasn't... They, I think they aged him up a little bit, and his hair was all gray and short. and Yeah. He just wasn't exactly old enough to be that guy, mm. I found. Like, I thought he did a good job of it, but yeah. there was a little bit of a disconnect there, just because I've seen him in other movies. And, yeah, 59, that's... About where I had him in my head, too. Yeah. So, but this character would have had, unless it takes place in the past, he would have been in his mid-70s. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, that's a drastic leap. 60 to 70, like, you're you're definitely a different person. Well, yeah, I was going to say there's, like, no COVID precautions on set, but then I remembered it came out in 2018, like. Yeah. And then theatrically in March 2020, no one knew COVID was coming, so. If they did, they should have told somebody. Yeah. But, like. But, yeah, I think it's probably around, like, late late 20 teens I would assume yeah there's no there. reason to think it wasn't yeah uh, but uh, what I really liked in this movie they did a great job of you could tell it was shot with like a um, a green screen sometimes but when he's flipping through channels and seeing himself show up in old movies yeah they did a great job of like playing with the film stock and costumes and sound especially the way that uh, 70s Hindi pictures sound mm-hmm for his older movies. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really, really well done. And yeah, I mean, the, the plot is pretty straightforward. It's not going to really surprise you, but it's charming. It was a good Sunday afternoon watch. Yeah, it's just like, it's a really lovely film. Um, Deepak Dobriel is also great. Uh, yeah, he's a sleazy casting director. Yeah. Who, whose sign says, no couch, just casting, which is very <laughs> cynical. Yeah. Um, I almost always like Deepak Dobriel. The only time I didn't was Good Luck Jerry. I almost yeah. always like him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was, this was kind of funny because the last Bollywood film we had seen before we sat down to watch this was Bola. He is swinging for the fences. Yeah, where they're both playing like much broader characters. And, and it's a much, literally having a fist fight. <laughs> it's, it's a much broader film. Yeah. And then to see them both really like toned down, even though Deepak Dobriel is still really kind of going. His he's, hair, it's he, his hair. He's still being asked to ham it up a little bit. Dobriel's um, on his side though. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel oh, like- Oh God, that, that audition scene? Yeah, where he basically tricks him into doing the role right. Yeah. Like he, he really likes this guy. He and does, yeah. The, the, uh, there's a kid on set who has like a, a scrapbook of all the old heroes. Yeah. And he gets him to sign it. like. 
I really and like, it's specifically I really like, like a lot of the old character actors. Yeah. yeah. I think we're supposed to believe that he was kind of like a prawn type. Yeah. So, you know, close to my heart. But, like, I love that I sort of I think they even mentioned prawn in the film. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that sort of, not deference to older actors, but just, like, appreciation of them, even if they weren't the heroes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, what's his name? Avatar Gill as the, the kind of evil character actor. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta watch out for him. Yeah, he'll steal, <laughs> he'll steal your, your roles. He'll steal your roles. Uh, and he's just hawking vitamin pills to make you get taller. Yeah. Yeah. So it just shows the kind of the sad state of, you know, B, C grade guys. Yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah. There's a scene in this movie that uh, we actually learned about in cinema, Marte Dum Talk. Because mm-hmm. it was. Darmendra in real life where someone yeah. filmed him doing push-ups mm-hmm. and then intercut it with like a lady writhing around. Yeah. And that's the reason why his daughter hates him basically or hates the job. Yeah, that's she doesn't hate him. Yeah. She she but loves does, her father and is trying to support him, but he can't always accept that support and but then it was he's useful got, to and, see, and he disappoints her. He disappoints yeah, her all the time. and her daughter and that's it was There's useful to see so a documentary about those C-grade yes. films, though, so yeah. we could see, like, how far he'd fallen. Yeah, and he also complains that, like, why did IMDb have to put some of those yeah. on on the list? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, it's it's every film worldwide. I mean, it's yeah. not really. There's obviously many movies that are not on IMDb. But, I mean, we're on IMDb now. Like, it's, yeah, check it's us pre- out. It's pretty comprehensive, IMDb. We'll put a link in the show notes to check us out there. But uh, <laughs> it was actually, this is kind of a nice uh, comparison with Cinema Marte Duntalk. Like, yeah. those guys were built for that industry and they liked it there. Whereas someone like this character yeah. had been at the heights and kind of being in those big masala pictures in the yeah. 70s but you know couldn't stay up there well didn't survive the 80s and the 90s where everyone kind of had mm-hmm. to shift gears yeah i think this is a film that easily can slip through the cracks and i think in in some ways did slip through the cracks we obviously didn't watch it with our 2020 catch-up um but i'm glad we've caught up with it now and it is it's accessible it's streaming on netflix yeah. it's a really lovely film and who isn't a fan of sanjay mishra and if you're, if you're listening to this, to this podcast yeah. and you're not a fan of Sanjay Mishra, I'm confused. If you're listening to this and <laughs> you don't kind of just like 70s character actors. Yeah. Like you should probably. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I think it's time for Interval, Matt. Yeah. So our song for Interval is Abjay Sakoy from An Action Hero. So enjoy. Jaisa Koi from An Action Hero. So Matt, at the top of the episode, we mentioned that this episode is brought to you by Magic Mind. Uh, and I want to tell you a little bit about Magic Mind. Please do. I have always struggled with procrastination and focus and fatigue throughout the day. 
And because of medication I take, I have to be really careful about my coffee intake. Uh, it doesn't, coffee and, and my medication don't react well. And so as a result, I can't really have more than one small cup a day, which can be tough when you're doing a lot and you're trying to stay focused. We have two jobs. We, we essentially do, you know, we have our workday jobs and then we have to work on podcasts. And volunteering. So Magic Mind has really helped me out over the past couple days, especially on those days where I'm working all day long at my day job and then we're working on podcasts in the evening. Uh, you know, watching a lot of movies, doing research, it's, it adds up. Magic Mind is a two ounce shot that I've been taking either with my morning coffee or on its own, depending on the day. And it has ingredients like matcha, which is delicious. I'm, I love my matcha. It tastes like a matcha candy, kind of. Uh, which is also full of antioxidants. It has turmeric and ashwagandha, which really helps with stress. This little bottle, this little two-ounce bottle, has really helped with my productivity over the past couple of weeks, especially when I was coming back from dealing with COVID, as we talked about in our last episode. Uh, this time around with COVID, the thing that I felt the most was the fatigue. And that was the thing that really lingered the most for me yeah. with COVID. And so Magic Mind really helped me kind of get back into the swing of things um, by kind of giving that boost of energy that I really needed. I had lost a couple days of work. I was trying to stay on top of our podcast schedule and just also like manage life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was stressful to say the least. Um, and Magic, Magic Mind really, really helped kind of deal with all that stress and kind of give me the energy I needed to kind of get back to things. Um, but none of the, the side effects that you can get when you've drank too much caffeine and you get jittery and you can't sleep. Yeah, I, I know. I had a few of them and I didn't notice that sort of anxiety that you get yeah. after you drink a whole pot of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's worked really well for me, and I would really encourage people to try it out, especially if you're looking for ways to cut back on your coffee, like I always am. It's also, as you said, Matt, really tasty. It tastes like, nice. It's like candy. Like a matcha candy, and just like, I think, a really refreshing way to start your day. You can have it on ice. You can throw some milk in there, make a little latte. Yeah. I liked just putting them in the fridge and then drinking the little shots just straight. Yeah. Just shaking them up yeah. and drinking them straight. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to try it out or learn more, you can go to Magic Mind's website at magicmind.co slash Bollywood is for lovers. That's magicmind.co slash Bollywood is for lovers. And you can use our code Bollywood lovers to get 56% off your subscription in the next 10 days or 20% off a one time purchase. So that's 56% off a subscription within the first 10 days of this episode airing. They just mail it to you in a little box, come straight to your house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And so uh, thank you so much, Magic Mind, for, for sending us some to try and really kind of helping me transition out of COVID and back to regular life and for offering this uh, discount to our listeners. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right, Matt, what's our next film? So you heard the song, An Action Hero, came out last year, directed by Anirudh Iyer. Stars Aishman Karana in a rare not- village guy learns a lesson type film yeah i we'll get to it I'm, I'm curious on how you feel like this role kind of fits with the overall 
persona of Ayush Mankarana. Mm -hmm. J.B. Balawat, Jatinder Huda, Niraj Madhav, Harsh Chaya, and uh, Malalaika Aurora, Norfate, and actually Kumari in some cameos. Yeah. Akshay Kumar's not playing himself, though. He's playing a very Akshay Kumar-esque yeah. type character. And I don't think Malika Aurora is playing herself either, but again, she's playing, like, an item girl. Like, it's... Nor Fatehi is playing herself, though, <laughs> which does make it a little weird. She's just in the end credits song. Um, she is the least and interesting cameo. Nor Fatehi as, <laughs> in and as, an action hero. She is the least interesting cameo, but you know what? She's good at dancing. She That's looks great. She always does. That's all you need her for. <laughs> yeah. She's good at it. Yeah. Uh, so in this movie, Aishman Karana is an action hero, oddly enough, mm -hmm. who is filming a movie in Haryana, I think? Somewhere around there. Kind of one of the more rural states. Everyone yeah. will look it up. Uh, one of the more rural states, and there's a... Kind it of, is Haryana. Yeah. And there's a local uh, young guy, basically, whose brother is a gangster who's also running for office. Yeah, they're they're politicians. Yeah, yeah. but in the kind of gangs of Wasipur way, where yeah. you start off as a gangster and then you end up being a politician. Yeah. And this young guy gets mad that Ishpran uh, Karnak kind of gives him the blow-off. Yeah. Essentially because his producer said that his car was in the shop and wasn't going to show up in a way to kind of motivate him through anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy kind of harasses Ishman Karana and they get into an altercation on the road and Ishman yeah, pushes him and this guy bonks his head on a rock and dies yeah uh, and Unfortunately, his brother was Jaidi Balawat, who will yeah. stop at literally nothing to track Aishman down. Mm -hmm. So Aishman goes on the run. He flies to uh, England where he has the house and Jaidi Balawat follows him. It's kind of a cat and mouse chase between the two of these guys uh, while Ishman's calling his agent uh, and cops get involved and kind of And an international life, terrorist gets involved. International terrorist gets involved and a lot of things get chaotic very quickly. Yeah. And overall, it kind of shows like what it, does an action hero in the movies have what it takes to be one in real life? Yeah, and so I'd say that's kind of one of the themes. It also has a bit of kind of a metatextual take on the whole boycott Bollywood thing. Yes, because uh, Ishman Karana's character becomes like a cause celeb for people who don't like Bollywood films, which yeah. we're checking in on these. Uh, they have to be real. I've seen clips on Twitter, but just like these super angry newscasters and these yeah. like panels of people just they're like screaming all the yeah, time. Yeah, they're like Fox newscast. But it seems like every channel has it. Yeah, and then there's, like, a ticker on the bottom, and they're all talking about, like, these entitled Bollywood stars, and I think at times they do even have Boycott Bollywood on yeah. the screen. Yeah. yeah. It's the sort of companies that would be owned by uh, Waystar. Sure, yeah. <laughs> In the succession universe. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they... Um, as soon as they hear that a Bollywood star is kind of getting into legal trouble and is yeah. involved in a death... And they can, like tout off about like the privilege of these guys and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I think I'm trying to think of the timeline here, but the biggest comparison would be Ariane Khan, right? Mm. Shah Rukh's son who ran into some trouble and it's implied that kind of got set up by a private investigator and they're trying to take Shah Rukh down and it's kind of like 
pretty sketchy and like just really they were just looking for a target and just to feed the news machine yeah i mean there's been a few stories over the past couple of years uh, we're really removed from it all yes we, Being, since we don't speak hindi we can't watch all these angry shows so we kind of get it yeah second or third hand on twitter yeah. also it happens while we're sleeping yeah yeah we're we're in canada uh you know and so this is happening on the, a lot of these conversations, you know, are happening on the other side of the world. And so we, we see things, uh, in the news media, we, we catch wind of things on Twitter, but I think it's really hard for us to have kind of, um, a full understanding of the quote unquote boycott Bollywood discussion. Nepo Nepo kids, which that bled over into Hollywood. So like, yeah, it, it's something that everyone is, all film cultures are kind of dealing with at the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit more politics involved in the Indian ones. Yeah, so what I'd say is, you know, I don't, I don't really have um, a comment on, on kind of the news frenzy around what happened with Aryan Khan. It was just sad. It, it seemed really difficult for Shah Rukh Khan and, and, and the rest of his family. Yeah. Um, and seemed very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think was strange to watch from our perspective. Cause from what I understand, like it was, I think it was just marijuana. Yeah. Um, it was just cannabis and here in Canada, cannabis is legal. Um, and so if you're over 18, yeah. And so we're not, you know, passing any moral judgment on anything. It is strange. But it's where just, it's a... strange when there's a drug that's legal in your country to see that frenzy happening on the other side of the world. Plus, you can get totally zooted on bong at holy festivals, but other times of the year, I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, but in an action hero, it felt like they wanted to tiptoe up to the line of some of the media machine around some of these controversies and some of that discussion, but without really stepping foot in it. Yeah. You know, so Manav. instead, Manav, yes. Yeah. So instead they create this, um, this fictional event that isn't, I mean, I guess, I guess there are examples of Bollywood stars having accidentally, Run, someone. run over someone with their car, um, possibly. Yeah. But it feels like it, it doesn't feel like it's in step necessarily with some of the more recent controversies. Yes. Um, and so as a result, and I think by moving the action to England, really tries to kind of maybe depoliticize some of that conversation. It is kind of weird. I'm not necessarily sure is a bad move because... If it had been more outwardly political, this movie wouldn't get made. We, we, we wouldn't yeah. be seeing it. We wouldn't get made. So yeah. I think, like I think, there is a bit of reading between the lines that you can do with this film, um, but I think you can also just take it at, at surface value. And I don't know. Maybe you and I are out to lunch and is not trying to comment on any of that stuff, um, any of kind of the the news machine. Well, think that about is... when think about when Sushant Singh Rajput died. Exactly. Like that was. We saw that here, too. Yeah. Like, that was I, a gigantic story that was just every day there'd be new stuff coming out. And 
You know, what we can compare it to the Johnny Depp trial here, yeah. or celebrities are always big business for entertainment. And I think part of what the film is saying about the news cycle and the news media and the way it interacts with the entertainment industry is just how fickle, how similar both yeah. of these industries are. And cynical. And how fickle both of them are. Yeah. Because when it's in the best interest of all of these newscasters to be against Manav, to be against Bollywood, they are. And then by the end of the film, they're singing a different tune. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. because, And it's again, all smoke and mirrors and manipulation. Like Waystar Royco, they own the news and then they also own the entertainment yeah. and they can use one to leverage the other. Yes. Right? So it's, yeah. you know, it's all a big game. So that being said, I don't think the film is maybe as clever as I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. um, the action is very good. Like the fight between Jaidi Palawat and uh, Ishman Karana in the kitchen is very funny, and yeah. like I do like a sort of realistic fight that goes on way too long, and like the guys are just visibly exhausted. Yeah, I this think is that's really fun. This was some excellent action that has more of that kind of um realistic not realistic but just like more of that intimacy that you get with something like john wick more of that really like hand-to-hand -hand intensity kind of like um, the raid almost yeah or, i don't think it, like it doesn't go as far as any of those yeah. or the night comes for us which is very yeah. very violent but it is you could tell that ashwa karana a got like swole, he's big. <laughs> yeah. And B like did a lot of his own stunts and him and Jaidi Palawat are really kicking each other's asses. Yeah. And you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think it like reaches the heights of either of those action movies or mm -hmm. any of those action movies. But Ira is going for something different than the kind of over the top stuff that you see in like Patan and War. And, yeah, of the just kind of unrealistic superhuman strength. It's much more kind of controlled. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, you could see. I hate throwing around the words realistic or authentic, but it definitely feels more kind of intimate, more hand-to-hand. -hand. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's kind of a, that's a nice change from, I think, how we're used to seeing action in Bollywood films. And I think there's, there's room for both modes and both styles. And I can yeah. appreciate both modes and both styles. I think the song I picked is when Manav basically gets coerced by an <laughs> underground yeah. figure into performing at a party. Yeah, this and this is so this is the Malika Aurora number. But like that's something we also see over here is like, oh, why are all these stars at this thing? Oh, it's some rich guy. Yeah. Some guy's wedding and they're all there just showing up and it's just part of the machine and it's funny how it you can kind of work that into the world of international terrorism. But it also, yeah, it also speaks to this idea of kind of corruption within Bollywood and the criticisms of, of corruption. But yeah. it also, in a strange way, reinforces the idea of stardom and even like someone like the character we meet even they are attracted to the start of Amanov. Yeah. Even if he's on the run and everyone hates him right now, they know he's going to be back on yeah. top. And it's a feather in your cap to have him at your wedding. So what did you think of the casting of Ayushman Karana or how this film plays into the 
star persona of Ayushman Karana because it's much more physical. That was the word I was looking for. The action here is much more physical. Well, um, but it, this is a much more physical role than I feel like Ayushman Karana is used to playing, uh, um, well, except for, you know, when he has to carry his chubby wife. Well, no, no, no. But some of his later stuff, like Anek, which no yes. one saw, but we liked, like he's a credible sort of operator type in that. Yeah. And in Chandigarh Karyashki, he's kind of like a Jim bro meathead yeah. in that movie. So I'm actually not surprised at all. Like Anek, but we rarely Anek see him, like, a, punching dudes. Well, Anek, he shot a lot of guys. Yeah. And... Like, it seems like it makes sense for his star persona that he wants to stop doing the Dr. G's and Vicky donors and all that because he kind of, the well's kind of gone dry on that. Um, he certainly made a lot of yeah. them and they were very popular, but it, maybe he does hey, need to shift. I think they're doing a sequel to Dream Girl. I don't know if he's in it. <laughs> but, like, he kind of does need to shift his persona. And I think it's yeah. successful. I, like, I don't think this movie did very well, but I thought he was credible as a guy pretending to be another guy. I think I think I would have a hard time seeing Ayushman Karana in a more straightforward Bollywood action film. Yeah, the it meta makes, text. Yes, it makes sense to me that he's doing this, that he's doing something that is a bit more grounded. Yeah. That he's but also that he's doing something that has a wink and a twist to it. Yeah. Something that has maybe a bit more going on. It's kind of ironic. Than what's the on thing. the surface. Exactly. Kartik Aryan is like way more ironic, but Ayushman <laughs> is kind of a little ironic all the time. But Kartik Aryan is not smart. <laughs> I, and that is not me passing judgment on Kartik Aryan's uh, intelligence. I don't know Kartik We also Aryan, didn't see that but, movie where he's a newscaster. Like, maybe that's good. But, like, but, for the most part, he's kind of in dumb comedies. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, exactly. Whereas I think Ayushman Karana has a reputation for being in smart movies. For being in movies that I think, like... Make you think. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, sure. I like um, to think he's the same guy in all those movies, and he's like the littlest hobo, <laughs> kind of. There's a very Canadian... You'll have to put the song in. He's a very Canadian archetype of a guy who goes around and, like, learns lessons, and by the end will just be a... And helps people. It'll be a completely transcended being who has never had a wrong opinion ever. Yeah. That should be his next meta film, is the guy who's learned every lesson. Yeah. It just, I mean, it is interesting to see him play a character. Look up the littlest hobo, Americans. You'll like it. <laughs> Why just Americans? And Indians. <laughs> and Pakistanis. Everyone. And, and people from Mauritius. But the rest of you, no. <laughs> no, everyone. Canadians, you already know what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, maybe. It's also really old at this point. Oh, I think 90% of Canadians. Okay. If you lived here okay. in the 90s, like if you're not a very recent immigrant, you probably know what it is. Okay. Or at least have seen it mentioned. <laughs> so I think an action hero makes sense within the overall filmography of Ayushman Karana and his star persona. But what I find interesting is I think the character he's playing is makes, like is not at all like a, an Ayushman Karana character. He's more like a, a Varun Dawan, I thought. Yeah. 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 Or a Siddharth Mahodra. Yeah. 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 Varun Dawan's too funny. Does she call the Siddharth Mahodra? Yeah, it's more like a Siddharth Mahodra. Call this sort of meta narrative film about Aishman Karana an action hobo. <laughs> okay, you're you're still really on. <laughs> I'm having fun with this. On that trend. Okay. Let me let me cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, any thoughts about JD Balawat? I mean, I always like JD Balawat. Yeah. Uh, so do I. 
he was a kind of a big city cop in Patolok, but for the most part, he is really good at, like, guy in a smaller town who has the chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Like, he plays that amazingly well. I thought, and I think the interplay between Ayushman Karana and J.D. Apollot is, like, it's what drives this whole film. He's like Rorschach, kind of, where, like, he has a goal, and even though, like, he thought his he thought his brother was kind of annoying, it's he's, like, honor-bound <laughs> to get Manav. He yeah. just won't stop, regardless of all of the things that happen in this movie. He still tries to get him every single yeah. time. And you kind of got to respect that. Well, and again, I, li- I like the relationship that develops between the two of them. By the end of it, I think you're, like, you're rooting for them. <laughs> they kind of like each other because they ran into a lot of other problems. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, they're like sort of a comfortable enemy that you understand their whole deal, and that they're not some weird new person who's shown up, and you have to kind of understand them. Yeah. Uh, so both. So this film is also available on Netflix, so you can have like a nice double bill about you know two films that look at like stars in different positions in the industry and at different points in their career. They're both pretty good. Yeah. You they're, know, both... they're not going to blow your socks off, but yeah. they're both enjoyable. Yeah. And yeah, I think we recommend both of them. We, we had a good time and, um, I think they're really strong performances at the center of both of them. Really strong directing. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of these are like an Om Shanti Om or a luck by chance. They're also not trying to be. But exactly, they're not trying to be. I think like they're they're very grounded and they're very kind of straightforward and clear in, in kind of what they're what they're about. So, um, but I liked I liked both of them a lot. It would have been nice to see like a scene from one of Manov's movies. Yeah. Because I don't think we get that, and we do get a lot of that in Kamyam. And it's really done. It's done really well in Kamyam. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. What are we going to be doing, Matt? We're kind of staying in the same in the same zone. Yeah. So we were dunking on Babylon before <laughs> an objectively horrible film. I'm sorry. And we Man- mentioned Rangoon earlier. Yeah. I'm sorry, Manish. I know you like it, but I can never join you. <laughs> um, but a TV show appears to have come out. Uh, appears like to have come two out two days ago. That uh, is in that sort of early times of filmmaking mode. I mean, Babylon's in the 20s, and Jubilee by Vikram Aditya Matwane is in the 40s. Yeah. And as we remember from Devastree so Mukherjee's contemporary book, to, like, Rangoon. Yeah. And, and stars Aishman Karana's brother. Yes. Apushakti. And as we remember from Devastree Mukherjee's book, Bombay Hustle, uh, the the period in which like there was a studio system in Bollywood was kind of a small window. Yeah, and it is really interesting. And yeah, Saif Ali Khan's character in Rangoon was also like a studio boss. Yeah, and so this show seems to be the kind of behind the scenes of a '40s studio. Yeah, and it's exactly the sort of thing we like. Yeah, it seems kind of similar to like Bombay Velvet as well. So. Yeah, it's it's we're big fans of Vikram Aditya Matwane, so very excited to see this show. I'm not seeing like the like overwhelming praise online so far, but I mean, people also hated Bombay Velvet, and I love it. So they're wrong. I I'm excited to to check it out and make my own opinion. So that will be out in a couple weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? 
at Pod on Twitter, at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S, at Aaron E. Fraser on Twitter. Yes, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. If you're a fan of the show, you can uh, leave us a star rating and a review. It really helps us out. We'll send you a Biffle point. Um, and yeah, just like lets us know that we're doing a good job. You can also take a listen to my other podcast that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. Twice as many episodes, <laughs> twice the fun. Uh, maybe, I don't know. We just did an episode about... About, oh, like... Uh, the Fisher King versus... Uh, they Might Be Giants. They Might Be Giants. Yeah. A movie I'd never heard of. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't watch. Yeah, so. it's maybe it's maybe a difficult concept to explain. So let go over there and listen to it. Uh, we want that. <laughs> People who think that they're a famous person. Yeah, exactly. Um, a famous fictional person. A famous fictional <laughs> hero. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Tuffy continues to be best boy. We also want to thank Magic Mind for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Anyway, we'll catch you later.